Welcome back to your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Diggity Dog Dietrich. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah. So in case in case you're wondering what's going on here, folks, is uh, we do a side A where we have a theme and we talk about that theme and then side B where we talk about full album. So we're going to go ahead and drop the needle on side A. So on this episode of side A, um, I chose uh, country women singers of the 60s and 70s. Um, okay, so the reason why I did such a wider, wide range of like 60s and 70s, because there's not really a lot in the 60s and 70s. So like um, the other reason why I kind of picked this is because it's kind of interesting to look at like, you know, country music in that time frame was probably music for your parents, not music for the younger generation. Cause like sixties and seventies music, you know, primarily is like, you know, Beatles, Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, you know, um, you know, stuff like that. And then in the seventies, you know, you got the funk, soul, R&B, hip hop, uh, you know, and rock. So like country was like really, really, really taking the backseat. And so, but it was interesting to, to try and go through and, and find these songs. Um, so I, I'm going to go and go over my pick. So my pick, the main reason why I picked the song is because my parents watched this movie twice. And, or I know I at least seen the movie twice. Um, and so I remember the movie and then I remembered the song from it. So I picked uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Well, I was born to Coal Miner's Daughter In a cabin um, I really, you know, th- just know the movie and the songs from the movie. Um, I was kind of surprised to, to find that, like, I mean, I knew, you know, her other songs, like another one, another one's on the way. Um, I was kind of surprised she had some, like, controversial songs, like about the pill uh, and one called Rated X <laughs> uh, about um, she was kind of kind of a feminist, you know. Uh, she had songs about female empowerment. You know, it, it just, it's interesting. Um, and so, I mean, it'll kind of become apparent later on why I picked this theme, especially when we get to the album. But um, what I thought was interesting about this time period is like, it's, you know, there's Americana going on, but then country still trying to stay country. And so it was interesting to, to see where the songs went uh, during that time period. And so that's why I picked this theme and also this song. Um, so Coal Miner's Daughter um, uh, itself, let me see when the song came out. I know the movie came out in 1980. I want to say the song is older than that, right? Or right that I should have seen. It was 69. So the song, that song was from 69. Um, and so it's, you know, it's kind of a... It's not like a, it's more, it's kind of like a ballad, um, maybe an ode. It's kind of like an ode to her life as a, uh, under her father. She has another song that's very much about daddy. <laughs> so, um, so, but, uh, it's, it, I like it cause it's halfway a ballad, halfway an ode. Um, but it's her talking about what childhood was like. So, but yeah. So what did you guys think? Anybody? Well, I, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, okay. I have heard the song before. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen the movie. I, I definitely know who's in the film. Um, okay. I think that's more my connection is the movie more than the song itself. But I've heard the song, but okay. probably maybe I heard it because of the movie. I'm not sure. Um, I definitely know the name Loretta Lynn. I don't I'm not as familiar with her early work, but I have heard some like later Loretta Lynn. Um, like she did an album that was produced by Jack White. That's awesome. Um, anyway, so that's more the Loretta Lynn that I'm familiar with, not as much of the early stuff. And, you know, part, part, I mean, the reason why I might have listened to the Loretta Lynn is one, you know, the name, but it was also produced by Jack White. And you know, like, I got to check this out. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, Coal Miner's Daughter is a pretty good song. Um, you know, the, the lyrics are actually v- very good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, go listen to a lot of the, a lot of the songs, uh, trying to pick my choice. Um, this is definitely a, a strong contender. I think was definitely one of the better ones that I, I came across. And, and I think it's an excellent choice. And, uh, you know, I, I like her voice and, uh, I do think she, that at least on this song, I think, you know, she's a, she's a very good songwriter. And, 
uh, you know, it's, it's a, it seems a very personal song and I think it elevates it for sure because it is personal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think it's a good song. Okay. Sounds good. But- I always refer to Loretta Lynn as um, the country ballad queen because she's got so many slow ballads that like, you know, songs come out and they, they, they're like chip jerkers. And um, she, she definitely knows how to pull that heartstring when it comes to her writing and, and everything that came into it. So as far as this song goes, I could definitely see why you chose this one. Um, this is right up your alley. You're, you're a coal miner's daughter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all to the good and, and I think uh, Brandon said it best you know she it's definitely one of the better songs that are that were chosen in the situation and what we listen to for sure okay so yeah I think my mom's a really big fan of Loretta Lynn my mom's a big country fan this is something yeah. that she would have been listening to when I was younger um, and I didn't know anything about I was like country country music because I don't think that was a big influence really on me other than I think I was surrounded by a lot of country people. People loved country music in upstate New York, which is weird. But uh, not because it's very country bumpkin up there. But Laura Lynn, like, yeah, she's a, she's a really good vocalist. I mean, good artist. Love her voice. This song's kind of like, I think I actually have distant relatives that are hillbillies. And I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast, but like it, it sounds like the pictures that I was looking at when I saw like my relatives on my mom's side from like uh, the Carolinas. I'm not kidding. Like there's really this might have been back in like maybe like the 70s or I don't know when. But there's like people that live in the hills and um, like I don't know what time period in this song she's talking about, but damn. (laughs) There's nothing but the the floor and the memory of the coal miner's daughter. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. This is a rough life. Um, I guess you know you can make any make anything out of what you have, and that's yeah. kind of what she's talking about, you know. And you know, when I was younger, I was kind of poor too, and I didn't have a lot. And I think that that's kind of how I would have looked at it. It's probably how I did look at it. I wasn't on a, a rock floor or whatever, eating you know half eaten corn cobs or whatever was going on. But uh, yeah, no, that's what? definitely definitely paints a picture, and it's you know makes me wonder what kind of childhood she had you know what so she was born in 1932 uh, uh, and then she was the the oldest of eight so okay like, this is real life then <laughs> real life yeah so yeah, it, yeah right in the middle of the depression so yeah it, it definitely i can see that yeah for sure so but yeah yeah it's pretty raw man wow. so but yeah it, you know like, like i can't see myself jamming out to country music all the time but like the stories and a country song Mm-hmm. Sometimes are a little bit better than the storytelling in like like a pop rock song, you know. Right. Uh, that's what I can appreciate about country. I think I think the stories really do take you to a place. So right, for sure. So okay, all right. Well, thank you all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brandon, uh, what did you pick? I knew you were going to pick me. It seems like every time that what? you start, okay, I'm always number you. two. No, no, no. It's fine. It's totally cool. Let's just get it over with. Um, <laughs> Man. All right. Tell us how you really feel. No, no. I, the song I actually picked is actually a song that I really like, but it was also not easy for me to select my choice track. Um, I did not grow up listening to country music hardly at all. It was definitely not something that we played in the house that I remember. Um, you know, it was more of a classic rock household that my parents, my parents were playing. Um, so I didn't grow up with a lot of country music and, and then, you know, there is definitely some like outlaw country and stuff that I did and I do enjoy. Um, I'm definitely more familiar with, you know, male country artists around that time than I am, uh, female, uh, singers and, and songwriters. You know, I, I know like the big ones for sure, but you know, I don't know the deep cuts at all. Um, so, you know, I was trying to pick a song and, and then, you know, one of mine that I wanted to go with was chosen by someone else. I'm not going to bring that up yet. Uh, I'll let him tell you his song, but, um, 
Yeah, and and I I didn't want to necessarily go with the song that I didn't grow up listening to or I didn't know very well, and I felt like maybe I did know this one. I almost went with, but then I started thinking about this movie that I I, I love and adore, and it's uh it's a, a movie about country singers in the 1970s, and the film is actually called Nashville from 1975, directed by Robert Altman, and uh for the most part, all the actors uh, actually sing their own songs, and many of them are actually written by the by the actors as well um and so i went with the song from the movie nashville and that song is called dues by ronnie blakely he gets me down 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 i want to walk away from this um so Ronnie Blake Blakely uh, is a was a folk er, is a folk singer, but she started doing some acting in the seventies, and this is one of her first roles. And she does like three or four songs in the movie, and she wrote all the songs and she performs the songs. Uh, the song "Dues" was actually for her self titled debut album for nineteen seventy two, but the the song in Nashville has more of a, a country country uh, twang to it than on the self-titled, self-titled uh, debut album. That's a little bit more folksy. Um, so the song, the, you know, the, the choice track for me was the one from the movie. Um, and I've, I've always really liked that song. Uh, I, I, I really like the lyrics. I, I like how heartfelt it is. I really like her vocals. Um, the performance in the film is incredible. Uh, in the movie, she plays uh, a country singer named Barbara Jean, and it's a very tragic story in the film. And uh, her performance uh, in the film, and especially like when she performs that song, are incredible. And she actually won the, the Best Supporting Actress for by the National Board of Review uh, that year. Um, so, yeah, I just... I, I love the song and, you know, I wanted to pick something that I'm, I was familiar with and that I've always liked. And to me, that was always a highlight in the movie. And I think it's a, a great song. And, uh, yeah, I just, I wanted to, you know, choose something that you may not have heard. Um, so yeah, that was my choice. So I, I liked it. It was, I had never, I've never seen the movie and I've never seen the, the, I mean, it, this is my first time hearing the, the song. So, I was kind of surprised on it because like growing up, like, you know, we watched Cole Meyer's daughter, Tender Mercies, you know, uh, Electric Horse Cowboy. You know, we watched a lot of those like 60s, like Western, like urban Western stuff. So like, I'm surprised I never saw this movie, you know, uh, from the 60s, 70s. So, but um, yeah, I I could relate to it and I can, for sure, I can hear the pain in her voice. So um, but, but yeah, it, it, I'll circle back around to that, but, but yeah, I was really pl- pleasantly, uh, surprised it, and I did enjoy it. So, but yeah, anybody else, Dietrich, I think you're up Dietrich. <laughs> wow. Sorry. It, it, well, I gotta think? be up. I can't Damon be up. <laughs> I, Cause I think he became an incorporeal. Ah, so. that's right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know much about this song. And so going into it, I, I kind of try to have like open ears and I'm trying to have open ears about, you know what I'm saying, a lot of music. So um, I definitely thought this was a great pick. I definitely thought that, you know, the the lyrics and, and the song pattern and, and the syncopation of how everything came in kind of kind of made sense. And so it made me kind of listen to it more. And um, it, it took about two, three listens for me to really get down into it. But once I got it, I was like, OK, this this is good. This is a this is a good, solid pick, especially for the genre that we're talking about and, and what's coming in with it. So I, I had no issues with it. Um, I think all together, though, is it just me or did everybody pick like a slow ballad sad song? <laughs> Well, I think that's part of the part of what with they were making in that era. I, I think that was the only type of music that came out. And the the only the only thing that I thought was a little off was and I'm not did it seem a little bit too musically? I mean it's country for sure, but there were some notes in there that sounded musical. Dude, you know, no, it's 
I mean, this, this was about the country music scene. The whole movie okay. takes musical. place in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, it's yeah. a musical? Is that what you mean? No, like no, musical? it's not a music. No, 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 no I'm, asking musical. Taj, I'm asking Taj what he means by oh. musical. Yeah, it, I thought I thought it kind of seemed like it was musical like it was a musical, but yeah. Like it was made for, like, a Broadway show or something? Yeah, kind of, but yeah. It's okay. not. It's not. It's, it's, not. it's, it's no. No, no okay. it's, it's about the scene, and it's it's you know practically it, it's like live performances by these you know quote unquote you know country bands or country artists. Like yeah, they they oh, don't okay. technically exist. These are characters, but these characters were actually based on real life counterparts. Some of them were right, but the music itself, though, I, I kind of see where Thomas is going with it. The music itself was very. It was almost the. I, I'm going to completely disagree, but that's probably because I'm very familiar with the movie and it doesn't come across like that at all when you when you watch the film. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't hear it. Uh, you know, I love musicals. I don't hear that when I hear that song. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm taking it from like a Disney approach from when I hear a song from old <laughs> Disney and how it came up. And, and that's 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 like the whimsical type of feel that they have behind the music. And that's that's just, you know, where I picked up from it, especially from an artist that I picked, because uh, I could see where her production company totally made her go this other route than what she was doing earlier uh, than the situation. So it kind of it kind of has that feel to it. But but that's just yeah. I kind of feel where it tries to come from, but I don't think we have the right, you know, words to express. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn sure country. That, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, no, for damn sure country, for sure. But yeah. So what did you think, uh, Damon? Yeah, I think, well, Ronnie Blakely, uh, she's really, really country, but also I could see how she could be doing stuff that doesn't sound country. Um, and this definitely, to me, sounds just like a straight-up country song. And I, and I can I could see how it fits in a, in a movie. Uh, I haven't seen this movie, but, uh, yeah, I like, I like the song. I like the tempo. It's, it's something that I would pick to listen to for a country song because it's not like typical modern country. I, I, I like older country over something that I would hear today or in the last 10 years, 10, 15 years. Um, and this is like, it sounds like a song about regret to me. I mean, am I wrong about that? Like how you could have done things differently. The, the, and the thing I like about the song compared to a lot of the ones that I, you know, I was <laughs> listening to, to pick my choice was in this song, like she, to me, it seems very more like she's very empowered. Yeah. Uh, you know, that she's like saying, okay. like, she's not asking to like come back to him or like begging for him to come back. She's saying, you've done me wrong. I love you and I want to love you, but you can't keep doing what you're doing to me. And, and I wish and that I, these things hadn't happened, right? Right. I'm like, you that. you owe me respect, and you're not giving me that respect. Like, I've done nothing to you. I've given you your space. I've given you your world. And yet, here you are still treating me like dirt. And yeah. I'm not going to take yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, for sure. I can see that. Yeah. And I think very much so, like, women in country were empowered. That's the feeling I get. And before their time, you know, well, I mean, not really, because there were a lot of movements that were all about that around this time so kind of right. fitting kind of fitting yeah so, okay well i go ahead and move on to the next one then let's do it okay sure. hey diedrich what you what you got for us i got nothing you got nothing oh man uh, are we allowed to do that <laughs> i don't i don't know if we're allowed to do that <laughs> like the wild card pick is nothing I don't, right. have to, I don't have to choose if I don't like it. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so here's what I got. So I, the reason why I know this art is from my grandfather. My grandfather down here in, in Austin, um, he was a cowboy. True and through. Um, he was the kind that would come in the house from from a day's work. Once once he got off of the farm or moved from the farm where he was at Louisville, Texas, came down to Austin, met my grandmother. They wound up getting married. He wound up coming and going to the army, getting out the army. 
becoming a security guard for Houston Tillerson College and, and running back and forth and a couple of other jobs in between. But when he got home, first thing he would do was lay on that couch in the den and pull up John Wayne. Anything John Wayne, anything Bonanza, anything um, you know, have gun, will travel, any kind of Western that was out. If it was on TV, he was going to watch it. And you best better believe he was going to sit your ass down and you were going to watch it with him. <laughs> <laughs> but when he wasn't watching TV, he was playing uh, cassettes or he was playing, um, I couldn't get him to play anything else, but he had a track. We He definitely had a tracks for days. And one of his a tracks he had was a woman by the name of Wanda Jackson. And he said, he always would say this to me and it wasn't until I got a little older when I figured out what he was talking about. He said, you want to light my fire, you put that woman in my face. And I was like, okay. I he was talking about cooking or something. It, it, it took me a little while, you know, to pick in what he was saying. He never said it in front of my grandmother, which that, that was a smart person in him. And she would have hit him with that. But he loved him some Wanda Jackson. And I didn't understand it at the time because you know, he was playing everything from, you know, 63, 65, 68, going on up and, and then some. But come to find out, she actually had a whole other style. And she was the queen of rockabilly, which is basically, you know, swing type of, of rocking style that they had back in their uh, early mid 50s. And she was all over that, like literally um, listening in. She was the one that was, you know, singing all the songs and doing some cover songs and the whole nine, but she was getting down and dirty with it. And it wasn't until this album, um, Love Me Forever, it came out, I believe, 1962, 63, is when you start to see the change. And it was this album specifically that you start to see the change because it's no longer, you know, a couple of slow ballads, but mostly up tempo and, and got the guitar rocking. It's now sit down. Let's do some actual country style music, which is where, you know, her voice actually try to kind of shine in the situation. Um, you actually got to hear her, you know, phonetically hit some notes that you normally wouldn't hear her hit and sing some songs you normally wouldn't think that she would be singing. And the song that I chose was, uh, things I might have done. Your loving arms have saved me from the things I might have. Um, and that song to me kind of struck a chord because um, basically it's it's her talking about you know what she could have been. You know I could have been you know this. I could have been that. I could have I could have you know been through the sun and back. Could have been an I could have been all over the place. You know I chose to fall in love type situation. And this is a slow song, but in actuality she didn't write the song. She just did a cover of the song. The Sherman brothers actually wrote the song. Richard and uh, Robert Sherman back in like 1950. I want to say two or three. Um, and um, they actually had an artist by the name of Kitty Wells perform that song. And then there was another guy that performed after that. And then after that, it was Wanda Jackson. She was the one that kind of took it into the spotlight for where it was. Um, it wasn't like a, a release type single, but it was definitely one that um, he loved and is one that I fell in love with as well. And um, that's, that's basically it for what I can say about the song. What do y'all think about it? I mean, that's going back to what you were talking about or kind of leading into Taj when I said that that whole presentation of a country song, this is where this is coming from for me. So um, if I if I do anything, I, I definitely will will like some Wanda Jackson going down the way. She's released like 20 albums. Hell, she just released another album of a live recording in Germany in 2021. So, you know, definitely <laughs> is, uh, still on, on her kick and then doing her dances. And old as Methuselah, but you can't tell her nothing. So she's getting down. What do y'all think, man? I I never heard this song before or heard of her, and I I was pleasantly surprised. We, I was okay. So and not to compare, but kind of to compare. What I was kind of surprised, and I'm going to spoil who we didn't pick. Nobody picks nobody picked Patsy Cline. She seemed like Patsy Cline, but the thing with Patsy Cline. Patsy Klein just conveys pain, like in all her songs. Wanda conveyed emotion, like it was more than just pain, and and that's what I really appreciate about this song. It's like you could tell she could she could bring the pain, but she could bring every other emotion that you needed in a song. 
Um, and and that's what I truly appreciate about this song and about her for sure as an artist. So yeah, yeah she's got that little raspiness in the voice that is there, but right. she's not using it as much as other artists would have done it. Um, right. And she definitely has a, a tone for what she's singing, and she you could tell that she definitely was feeling it when she was singing. Right. And it came well, cool. Yeah, for sure. And I, I never heard of her. Um, you know, again, this is like, this is one of those blind spots for me is I, you know, I don't know a lot of, of the music from that era, 60s and 70s, you know, country western. Um, so definitely, you know, a blind spot. And, uh, I don't think I've ever heard the song before. Um, and gotta be honest, I thought the song was just okay. It didn't really connect with me. Um, yeah. I think it might have been just too slow. Um, and I, I, you know, and, and the way you describe the lyrics, it makes sense for me when I, the lyrics, they, like, they resonate differently for me. And, uh, and I, I think maybe that's what was kind of take, like, put, put, like, it was holding me back from enjoying it because I, I interpreted the lyrics maybe a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, definitely maybe if I go back and I, I revisit and listen to it again and I see it through your eyes, it might say something different. But I, you know, my interpretation, listening to it like three times for, for the show, um, it never changed each time I heard it. Um, that doesn't mean that I like, it doesn't mean that it's not a good song. It's just, I don't know. It was just a little, it was a little too slow for me. Um, but then again, like, why is that? I can't tell you because, you know, dues is slow. So why is this song slow for me compared to dues? And maybe it's just the instruments or, you know, maybe it's just the sound. Like, I prefer the sound of dues and, and this song just doesn't connect because of something that I can't explain. Um, so I'm not saying the song is bad by any means. Like, it is a good song. It's just not a song that really connected for me. Um, so anyway, I'm more curious about the rockabilly part of her, uh, than I am the, the country western. If, if I, I literally, literally wanted to go there. Like, I, I wanted to, to bring that into the fold because that, that was like, that's when she's like live. And when, when you, when you hear her and you hear her coming across, and she's just rocking and having a good old time. It's like, it works. You can see yeah. that's, that's the fire in her eyes. This album specifically is when I think her label tried to change her direction and subdue her a little bit so she could like attain to the masses more than just, you know, being known for the rockabilly. Yeah. Like I, I looked up, you know, a few photos of her and definitely some of these photos must have been before the country western because I'm like, that's the same person you know because i'm like i want to listen to music by this younger version of her you know or like there's a picture of her with elvis and i'm like i bet there's a story there that's that's who i that's who i want to know (laughs) yeah before before the label got their hands on her and turned her into this uh yeah this other person all together but yeah this uh it's definitely there man you should go back and check her out yeah no for sure and you know and again it's this is more on me like i i had to be in the mood i think to really enjoy country western um you know and like if i'm not it's just it's not gonna hit when it needs to mm-hmm. well every artist has a slow song i think even you know even like really like heavy bands can have a slow song and i think that's that's how i see it like even if the label kind of pushed wanda to do this um it's still it, to me it came out really good and it's kind of the opposite of what your pick was brandon so like she's talking about how her life was nothing until she met this guy so she had a good experience obviously <laughs> she had a better experience but like it's almost like she was kind of down on herself you know like that's definitely how a lot of people feel and and i can agree with that like until you find that person you know life's not really doesn't really mean much because you know what are we doing right it's what are we doing, but it's also like if you listen to the album, yeah, there are a lot of slow songs on this album. Like there are definitely a lot of ballads that were placed on the album itself. Yeah, I think strategically by the label trying to change her image, which to me right. kind of sucks because it kind of takes out the fiery nature that I've known, you know, what I'm saying her to be and and listening to past songs and whatnot. But it's definitely it showed her voice a lot more than what her previous work did. 
I mean, and that's a good thing. And I, and I guess what I would think is that the label is trying to kind of like, yeah, present the image for a woman, how a woman should be in music. In the music industry, they don't want a, a woman to overpower a male artist, maybe. I mean, that's that's maybe what they're trying to do, or they just think that's how a woman should sound. Yeah, so that's definitely the- repressed. I mean, that's not cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, do I know if that, that's exactly what was happening? I'm not sure, but I mean, you could take a good guess, but I do like it though i do like i i I place music with movies a lot and how i think it would fit in a movie or a a scene and that's kind of where my mind goes a lot with you know ever since i was a little kid just kind of daydreaming with music uh right and yeah this this could be used in a lot and you know i hope it has been it probably has but and that's the part of the other reason why I brought up the whole Patsy Cline thing was because Patsy Cline died in 63. So I didn't know, you know, because of her popularity, I wasn't sure if like she was kind of forced to do this to cash in on, hey, you know, people like this. Now she's dead. Can somebody else cash in on her voice or her, her style of voice? And that's what I was curious if that was like one of the other factors of why they made her change her style. So definitely yeah. could. And with, you know, not having that much like information out there was, it, yeah. it definitely makes sense why somebody would do that or, or why somebody in a label situation would have somebody change up their image to try to capture that crowd that was lost by an artist passing away. So right. yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, so. Okay, so we ready, ready to move on? All right, so, so Damon, buddy, bring us home. Yeah, so my my pick is uh, Dolly Parton. I I saw Dolly Parton live uh, not too long ago, which I think is a great show. I love live music. It's it's really half of my life. I, I don't think I would be happy if I couldn't go out and experience how people enjoy music with others and just the ambiance and how an artist can be different on stage. You can't hear on stage what you hear in a studio. And Dolly Parton tells a story. Uh, Her story was probably the best when she told the story of Jolene. Jolene's my pick. And I think that Brandon mentioned also, <laughs> I don't know what Dietrich has said, but, uh, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Brandon mentioned earlier in the episode that Jack White, uh, he was also a producer on another country album. So he, he did a, um, his version of Jolene and I thought it came out really well. Um, that's, not the first time I heard the song, but that's that was like a revisit of the song and that made me want to hear more Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton also has something called Dolly World, which is like this whole place, like her it's her like compound, I guess. Nashville's like uh Dolly Parton tribute. You can go there and see all all stuff Dolly. Um yeah, I think she's like she's like an entrepreneur, she's a songwriter, um uh, she she definitely like she helps out with a lot of like causes and i just think she's a great person she sounds excellent on stage uh, she looks great um you know she must have a secret but the song jolene isn't doesn't just sound cool it's just a really interesting story so it's you know it's, it's about um love of course all these songs are sad tonight <laughs> in some way they're about a relationship and i think that country music talks a lot about relationships which is part of the appeal i think it's like your musical soap opera right but uh with with Jolene, yeah, it's like uh, it's a very it's a very crazy story. I think it's based on a true story. <laughs> Um, so she seems about like her her life happenings and you know there's somebody somebody came in tried you know taking away her uh, man and you know that's kind of nuts <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's modern country songs where stuff like this happens and like you know people's cars get banged up or guns come out uh, I don't want to ever want to be in the middle of something like that or see something like that happening <laughs> but hearing about it in a song is kind of kind of comical and you know it's serious too but I think by the time it's a song, it's uh, something to laugh about. But yeah, this is a little serious, but a little fun. Uh, I I enjoyed also. I think one of her first. Was it, I don't know if anybody you can answer this, but nine to five, the movie nine to five. Was that her first? I, I don't know if that's her first. That's the first time I 
I remember seeing Dolly Parton in a whole new light. And yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I definitely understood why the appeal was there, uh, physical standpoint. But. Yeah, well, they all look great, but uh, they're also talking about how they, you know, they deserve the right to, to do what a man can do. And mm-hmm. uh, they're busted in nine to five, literally. And, you know, that's that's, that's really what she's that's what she's about and also just being a good person so there you go my pick jolene by dolly parton so um okay i it's a good song don't get me wrong it's what's interesting about this one is like like all the other songs are really sad this one's kind of sad this one well first of all on on music standpoint it kind of seems a little americana i mean it's country but it's a little americana i would almost be I, i wouldn't be surprised to find out if it was like bass like lyrics off of a like a Irish uh, ballad, um, but um, it's uh, you know it's it's something that um, that that you know is really good. It's um, what I think is interesting is like that it's this. I guess most of the songs are all about pleading, and this one is pleading. But it's interesting that she's pleading to the other woman, which makes it stand out different than the other ones for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It, I, circle back around to me. I'll collect my thoughts. <laughs> I think it's not based. It's based on like a real situation. Um, it's not hers, though. I believe it's like her. I believe it's like her mother's. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but it's definitely based on a real situation. So what you're saying, it, like, it reminds you of, like a thrill Americana. I think that maybe she's like definitely like singing about her experiences. Um, what did that? What does that mean though? Like the Ameri- You said Americana or American or? He said Americana. Then he said Irish. Then he kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I came well, right off the boat. The song came right off the boat. You had me earlier, Todd. You had it's me. Melting like pot. Yeah. Well, okay. And what I'm trying to say is, so what part of the, the interesting part about this period to me, I think, is that you have country, which is still trying to say country, but then you have like Janis Joplin and, um, you know, the leaves are green. Um, you know, you have songs that are more folksy Americana. They're taking that country aspect, but making it more, more folksy type. And so that's where Jolene, it's, it's right on the edge there. Jolene's kind of folksy, kind of country. So for me, but yeah. It is. Well, she's like very, like, she's like, uh, she's like a pioneer, right? I think that I see Dolly Parton as like the pioneer of women in country. And she's just, Mm. she's telling you how it is, you know, and this song actually is based on her. Okay. So it's like a bank teller, this woman, this redhead. This is the story she was telling. Um, but uh, she was flirting with her husband. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it was. That's kind of like she probably embellishes a little bit and like, you know, goes off in the song and changes it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's kind of that's where that's that's where that's from. And I like the, re- the stories about real life, you know, but uh, right. Yeah. So, OK. Well, what do you think for me? Is kinda, I, I'll jump in a little bit here and say, Tosh, um, this one for me is first of all, it's the most upbeat out of everything that we got here. So it, it definitely, you know, hit that tone for me there. Um, second of all, like I could definitely see, you know, Dolly trying to plead to the other woman, like, please, please leave my man alone. Just don't, 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 don't come around here no more. Just, you know, let, let us be, let, let, let us, let us. Or else, or else, right? For, you know, or, or I'll have to, um, like string you up by your neck and cut off your hair and. <laughs> Tar and feather you type situation. So, um, you know, it's uh, what's your what's your favorite saying, Taj? You're not woman enough to take my man. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's where this is coming from. And so, yeah, but um, but that, that that's the thing. Like in Jolene, she's very much like she makes a point of saying there's nothing she can do. Like like it's she doesn't make threats of violence because she's like there's nothing I can do. Just I'm pleading, leave him alone. But there's nothing I can do to stop you. You're like nothing. But yeah, she kind of like, says like she kind of even talks yeah. about it like in her life performances. Like this is you know you're gonna do what you're gonna do. I can't make you do anything different. Like she's got that little Nashville twin. I love it. I love listening to her talk. But uh, yeah, so she get she gets it. She knows that you know she might be seen as a sucker, but she. But that's more on her than anything, right? Because if you're going to let your man or not let your man, but if you're going to go after the woman that's going after your man, but you're not really going after her. 
you're kind of leaving yourself open for the situation. Mm. Don't you think, like, isn't, isn't that like a wrong place to put yourself? Like, I'm, I'm pleading with you to leave my man alone, but, you know, if you do, you do. It's just, it is what it is. I think we need Jerry Springer for this one. I think this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to take an audience. Uh, I can't tell anybody how to do their thing, but yeah, I might, yeah. yeah. I'd be in the back shouting, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I think she needs to follow it up with, like, he leaves the soy, the seat up all the time, you know. <laughs> He's always scratching his butt. You know, she needs to, you know, put a no, second half, you know. Yeah, don't all, say all, any of the bad stuff. You say the bad stuff, that's going to make her one more because now she knows what to expect. Oh, like, okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's the equivalent of going up and putting your booger on, on somebody's food and say, you going to eat that? You know, <laughs> I'm, 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 That's a good move, so if you're well, hungry. If you're, if you're hungry, you're going to eat that. If not, you, you're just going to give it up and let them take it. Well, that's what basically the woman did, you know? And then, put her booger on her tater tots. You know, what, what you going to do about it? Nothing? Okay, I'm still going to take them. All right, now, right. then it's going to be a showdown. Let's go and get Brandon in on this. Who would you have to see Brandon? Well, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I think it's all been said, uh, but... <laughs> I will tell you, for me, um, this would have also been my choice track. Um, but Damon picked it, and that's great. And I'm glad he did, because I really like the song. Um, I don't really care too much or want to debate the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> does not matter to me, because the song kicks ass because it's got a great beat. The music's awesome. The voice is phenomenal. No one else can sing this song song this song is fantastic <laughs> except I don't, jack white jack white can see it no he can't dolly parton <laughs> is the song so I, like i, I love jack white don't get me right. wrong but there's no reason to cover this song dolly parton did it and no one else needs to I mean, basically, if I'm Dolly, I'm whooping his ass. I don't care about the other woman. Right. I mean, he, he basically talking talking about her in his sleep. Yeah, I'm hitting you with a damn brick and then turning over. Like, what? What was that? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever happened to that redhead in the bank? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how unique the song was for that time, but I feel like it was very different. Uh, especially because of the way it sounds compared to some of the other songs that I came across for this uh, for this topic. And I think that's right. what it stands out for me because of what it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a great choice. Okay. I love Dolly Parton. I love the song. I agree, Brandon. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I agree <laughs> with you. We agree. No, no hell of a show when they agree. Right. I know. I know. It just makes the show better. <laughs> Good things are happening. Get all warm places, guys. Gym class. Yeah, it's kinda like that. <laughs> kinda like that. So yeah. Okay. We, so yeah, well I think I think it's okay. I think it's safe to assume it's time to go ahead and flip that record and start playing side B. So why don't we go ahead and drop that needle on side B? Taj, you have some yes. homework for us. I did have some homework for you. So, so um, tell us about it. <laughs> okay, so um the homework that I have is uh Brandy Carly. They, they say that right? Brandy Carly. Is that right? Um, I think it's Carlisle, but yeah. It, I think it's Carlisle. You sure it wasn't Brandy Carlisle? Carly? Charlie? Okay. Carly? Carlisle? Uh, I don't think it's Carlisle. So. I think it's um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it is, but all right. Now let's see. There's, a, <laughs> there's no phonetic spelling on this. Anyways. Um, there's a spelling of it, though. <laughs> There's, I know, but I'm a terrible speller, and I'm terrible at names. Um, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. I like you talk. Uh, so uh, I picked uh, her kind of for two reasons. Well, well, I picked her because I like her as an artist. So um, I can't tell you when I first heard her. I know I listened to her earlier album, um, the the story. Um, and then I know I did this album, which we covered, which is Bear Creek. And then the, the um, other album that came after this was, was the Fire Watcher's Daughter. So that was kind of partially how come I linked the theme with the album. So, you know, Coal Miner's Daughter, Fire Watcher's Daughter. Get it? Huh? huh? Kind of. Anyways, I'll just continue. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, this 
So she's Americana, so she's not quite country, but it is a lot of storytelling, which I love. So all, all the songs um, have stories to them, um, you know, in some form of fashion. And, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to see where that, that you know, 60s, 70s country Western music went. You know, it, I think it went into Americana and folk. And then with something like this, like it's, you know, her songs are kind of, I mean, it's Americana, but sometimes it kind of seems bluegrassy. Sometimes it seems, you know, uh, you could almost call it country at times. So um, I, you know, I really, this of of the three albums I mentioned, this is probably the the one I like the most. I mean, there's songs on the other ones that I might like a little bit better, but this album as a whole, um, I love like the most. Um, you could make an argument that the front half is stronger than the the second half, um, and I can see that. Um, if I had to pick one song, yeah, I mean, the it the album starts off so great. Um, it's, but I guess the winner overall would probably be keep your heart young. So that that that, that song just this speaks to me. Um, but like 100 is an excellent song. Um, you know, I'll still be there. It's an awesome song. Um, Hard way home. You know, is is amazing. So, um, but yeah, she it, it's 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 all over the place. But yeah, it, as far as the emotional range, it, it's you know, it's songs to people, songs about people, songs about just how you should live your life. So. But yeah, that's where I'm where I'm coming from. I'm babbling now. What did you guys think? Did I torture you or did somebody actually like it? I, I'm looking for one one thumbs up. Do I get one thumbs up from somebody? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a thumbs up. I I liked 100. 100 was my pick. It's kind of like it does follow the theme of all the songs we've picked for our, our tracks throughout this this uh, episode. You know, it's like broken hearts and what would I do without you and. Uh, um, the beat is great. It's very upbeat, even for the slower songs. Like there's there's something to that for sure. And it doesn't scream country to me, which I think would bring in a huge audience. I think a lot of people could listen to Brandy Carlyle. Carlyle. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Carlisle, but anyway. Uh, okay. Bear Creek, good album. Yeah, 100 was definitely the one I liked the best. So, um, okay. Cool. So, what about you, Brandon? Um, yeah, so I definitely know the name. Um, okay. I've not really listened much by her. I okay. have seen her perform like in SNL, and every time I hear her on there, or you know, occasionally come across her performing on on some late night show, I'm always like, yeah, she's not bad. I should listen to her, and then I always forget. Um, so I was glad that you did pick this album, so it gave me an opportunity to actually sit down and and listen to uh, listen to an album by her. Um, and you know, actually, I. I dug it. I you get the thumbs up for me for this one um, for sure. I, I thought it was good. Um, you know, it definitely checks some boxes for me. Like one thing about this album in particular, and I don't know if her later albums are like this, but a lot of the songs sound so familiar. Like like the beat reminds me of the Beatles on one song. Then one reminds me of Tom Petty. And then, you know, and there's a few songs like that, um, you know, like just sounds sort of similar to somebody. She's still her own. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I did enjoy it. Um, I definitely think, you know, what you said earlier, like the first half, I think, is a lot stronger than the second half. Um, but the second half isn't bad. Like, I don't think that there's necessarily a bad song on this album at all. Um, the ones that I tend to gravitate towards more are kind of that folky rock, that bluegrass sound. Like, I like when her vocals go there. Um, you know, and it's interesting because there is definitely like a, uh, a, a mix of uh, sounds on here, you know, like, you know, at the beginning of the album, you're like, oh, it's all going to be like this. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds a little more poppy. Um, so it's it's very unique. And her voice changes. You know, it's not it's not just this one sound like she she has range for sure. Um, and I was really impressed by that. Um, I definitely like more of that folky bluesgrass uh, for sure, uh, more so than like the poppier songs. Um, 
Um, so yeah, I think I think this is good, uh, and I definitely want to listen more. I know that she is uh, critically uh, adored. I know, like she's won a lot of Grammys, um, and uh, I think for good reason. Um, Due to a technical problem, a portion of this recording was lost. Just know that it was brilliant, insightful, and life-changing and for these reason could not be recreated. We join now the rest of the recording. That's kind of how I see it. And I, you know, I think it's great, you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in. I was just going to say. Oh, jump in, man. A good point. Like, it's almost getting to the point where you can't really put music in a genre. So yeah, yeah. Because you have artists like this that can touch so many different paths that you really can't place them in one specific topic. It's kind of scary because at that point, what what are you actually judging music off of when it comes to the award shows and things of that nature? I think we brought that up in a previous conversation, especially when we were talking about the CMAs and, and how country music is now in comparison to what it was before. But this, right. is, this is a good mix of you know why it's scary to put a label on an artist because you never know what the hell they're going to come with and how it's going to work out. For sure. Yeah, that's really some good insight. Um, it definitely makes you think. Yeah, I think there's a lot. It's trendy now, for sure, for artists to kind of branch out and do covers and to try to do a different genre. I got my, like, I think I talked about Sarah, like, my Sarah did like a Metallica song, that, that kind of thing. You know, it's just, just an example, but like, yeah, that's, you're going to probably see a lot of that. And I, I wonder if it's just because, you know, music's been sort of forced to change almost like every half a decade or every decade. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Seems like that to me. And it's like because of the fact that we get old <laughs> and the younger people want to hear something different. I don't know what the kids are listening to these days, but uh, I guess I do, but I'm probably not listening to it. <laughs> there are certain radio stations I just won't tune into because I know I'm not going to like it, you know? Mm, but right. that's just me. I don't know. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, yeah, she breaks the bounds, man. She breaks those boundaries of uh, young and old and country and rock and all that. Right. This is very, very calming. And I like calming. I definitely like that because otherwise I'll just rage. <laughs> gotcha. But, okay. Uh, yeah, you never know. If there wasn't any Brandy Carlisle's around, who knows? Yeah. Wait, well, see, I- I'm glad this was bigger, better than Megan Trainer, And I really should have picked her up. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, if I thought about it, it, yeah. So, you gotta win. You gotta win. I know. No, this is your way. I feel the love tonight, guys. Feel the love. (laughs) Exactly. So, but okay. So, um, hey, Brandon. Yes, Tosh. Um, I mean, I, you know, I guess, would you mind giving us some homework for, for next week? I would love to give you homework. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my album is, uh, is actually from 2007, not from the seventies going into the sort of future. Uh, well, not the future now, the past, but anyway, um, yeah. So this is actually a artist that I have seen live. Um, and, uh, I love this band. And uh, I love this album. And again, it's from 2007. The album is called Good Bad, Not Evil by Black Lip. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's a little bit different than uh, what we just listened to. Just a little bit. Wow, am I rubbing off on you? Yeah, you got something in the 2000s. You saw him live. I did, yeah. Uh, it was a crazy show. And uh, wow. I will talk about that on uh, next week's episode. Wow, what okay. All right. So, yeah. Good, Bad, Not Evil by the yeah. Black Lips. Okay, gotcha. Good, Bad, Not Evil by Black Lips. Okay, gotcha. All right. Is there any commas in there, or is it just... All together, it's a, okay. all together, all, right. all, all together. together okay. I believe, yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, this has been Choice Tracks. Uh, you can find us on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Again, that ends with a Z. Um, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I, yeah, I guess I'm still Damon. I, I'm just feeling the love tonight. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Hi, I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. You all come back now, you hear? And we're going to go ahead and pick up the needle, but you keep spinning those choice tracks. Yeehaw! And uh, don't forget to put your campfire out before you leave, y'all. <laughs> Grab your whiskey. 
only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs>